from poopy diapers to running a business, soccer practice and recruiting, tantrums and sales. Being a projector mama can be tiring, let alone running a business as a projector. This is your space to come as you are, know that you are not alone, and learn to align with your unique human design magic in all areas of your life. I invite you to join me as we embark on all things biz and mom life. I'm so glad you're here. So we have Amy on with us today. Yay. We weren't sure if this was going to work. So most of you that are listeners know that um, I'm usually on here rambling on on my own. So today we have Amy, who I'll let you tell tell them a little bit about yourself, Amy. But um, we are going to read her chart today. So I'll be explaining that and... Amy, go ahead, introduce yourself and let us let us hear a little bit about you. Hello, guys. So my name is Amy. I am a growth mindset coach. I am a mom to two little ones. Um, my daughter is five and my son is two. Kind of nervous about kindergarten coming up this in just a couple, like, actually like a couple weeks. <laughs> oh, wait, your daughter's going into kindergarten? Yes. <gasps> How did I not put that together? Because my oldest is going into kindergarten this year, too. Oh, awesome. That's too funny. <laughs> I didn't realize they were so close in age. <laughs> birthday's in um, February. So this year she'll start. Um, I'm still kind of up in the air because I really wanted to homeschool, but I found an amazing Montessori school mm, okay. that I would love to put her in. So. Oh, so is she registered or, or is it um, still a maybe? It's still a maybe. Gotcha. I'm leaning towards yes. <laughs> <laughs> it would, I mean, like bless your heart because I have just realized that being my own children's teacher is sometimes it's just not, not for me in all of the areas. I can teach them certain things, but not, not everything. <laughs> yeah, it is a challenge, but my daughter is really interested in sciencey stuff and like nature and I want to nurture that as much as I can. Yeah. And that's why when I found the Montessori school, I was in love with it because they do nurture what their interests are. Yes. That's what I've heard. So, um, we have a couple of Montessori schools here and um, they don't do that. <laughs> oh, they don't? No. Oh, no. <laughs> From everything I've heard. But, but I think it's just, you know, just different teachers and different administrators in different places. So I'm sure I, I, cause I've heard wonderful things about it from others. So, so yeah, I'm okay, sure so it will I'm work out very well. This chart because it says I'm a generator, but I have no idea what all these dots and lines and numbers mean at all. Yeah. So this is funny. So you guys to give, give you a little bit of, um, background, uh, Amy, I think you sent me a chart, gosh, like a couple months ago. Amy and I met online and it's been so awesome to just kind of grow together where our lives are definitely on very similar paths. 
And so, yeah, Amy, I think you sent me one a couple of months ago and I thought it had said you were a manifesting generator. Do you remember that? Um, I think that that was for my kids. That was for your kids. Okay. Because I, I don't know which one of them, but I'm, I did one for myself and then I did one for them too. Okay. And I feel like maybe it was one of my kids. I think you're right. I think it was your daughter actually. I, I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yes, you are a generator. So there are kind of like five types within human design. So there is a manifester. There's a manifesting generator, which is really a generator usually. Um, and then there's a generator, projector, and reflector. So you as a generator, that's kind of, um, it's actually what most of the population is made up of. So when we're looking at human design charts, oftentimes when we see anything that other than a generator, we are seeing that and we're like, oh, you have been taught your entire life to be a generator. So now we have to decondition you. So the good news about you being a generator is that most of society, not all of it, most of society operates as a generator. So you don't necessarily have to do maybe as much deconditioning to what you've, you know, learned how to act and how to behave. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So a generator though. I just went back and looked at my daughter is a manifesting generator, but my son is a generator. Oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember what your son was for some reason. The, the female one stuck in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> we we, we can go over their charts too, if we have time, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yours is, yours is pretty fun. And yeah. So generators. So you guys, Amy has, not really any background in human design. So I'm going to be explaining it to her. If you already know what a generator is, just, just bear with us. <laughs> so um, if you're looking, Amy, at your actual, do you have your chart pulled up? You do, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So you see your like red square kind of in the center that is colored in. Yes. This is considered your sacral. Okay. And whenever we see a sacral that is colored in, that means that it's defined, you have energy there and it's consistent. That means that's what, that's what we see and know that you're a generator. So generators have this consistent flow of energy and, um, and people are really magnetized to them. Now, People are much more magnetized to manifestors and manifesting generators, but being a generator is still very amazing because you have this ability to like, almost like the energizer bunny. Do you ever feel that way a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Especially if I get excited about something. Yeah. And so when you are excited about something like everybody else that's in your corner is excited with you. Oh yes. So yeah, it's a super like it's a superpower, right? Because you guys, Amy is a growth mindset coach, right? So her being able to get excited for a client, that client is going to shoot over the moon. So your success with your clients is going to be even that much higher because of how you're able to like pour that energy into them and they're able to receive it. 
So yeah, being a generator, it like has so many, so many great qualities. <laughs> I think most of my listeners on here are projectors, which means we do not have consistent energy. <laughs> so most of us are probably pretty jealous of you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I always make that joke like, oh yeah, we're all jealous of you. I mean, but there, there are beautiful things about every single design. Right. So your type is generator. You have a single definition. So your strategy is to respond. So basically everything in your life is an invitation. What you have to do is learn which invitations are right for you. So um, just to kind of give you an idea of what that, what that actually means. So let's, I'll do myself as an example because I'm a projector. My strategy, what's going to make my life successful is for me to wait for the invitation. So I have to wait for somebody to recognize that I have talent or skill or like a characteristic that would make me good at X, Y, Z. Okay. Um, and then they can invite me to do X, Y, Z by either, you know, like a straight up invitation or they can say, I think you'd be really good at uh, cleaning horses. <laughs> I don't know, something random. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, that's an invitation. I guess I should, I guess I should like consider that. So for you, you don't have to wait. Like there are invitations coming to you all the time. So I'm sure like, as I gave that example, can you think of a time when someone invited you or like recognized you um, with a certain skill set or talent? Yeah, that recently happened to me. Um, what was it? So I have become a part of this um, company. It's called XIXI Now. And they asked me to teach. And mm. I taught a couple classes and have gotten involved in it. And they actually recently asked me to be, to sit on the chair for the social department. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So yes, everything in your life. And so you were asked to teach. So mm -hmm. you did that. And now you've been asked to go even further than that. Right. And so that's, that's great. That's like a great example because it is showing you following your design. Okay. Like one of the biggest things that within your life patterns, and this is for everybody, is when you can get aligned with your human design and with your strategy, everything, um, then you're going to see success. So that's like a perfect example of you following that and seeing success. But you, you probably have invitations coming to you, even that you don't even notice, like for generators specifically, everything is an invitation, right? And I mean that by like, oh, the sun is shining outside, that's an invitation for you to, I don't know, work in your garden or go for a run outside. Okay. It, it's an invitation. And then based on, you know, what feels right, and I'll get to that here in a second, then you're going to make your decision of whether or not you accept that invitation. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really nice for you to have that. <laughs> I will say that's another thing that projectors are going to be jealous of. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. So your strategy is to respond. And so the way for you to respond is by using your inner authority, which is sacral. 
So again, that's the little square down there that we see colored in. And I, I keep thinking, just by the way, I keep thinking we're on a Zoom together. <laughs> so I'm scrolling and I'm like pointing at it as if you can see what I'm pointing at. <laughs> that is quite all right. I'm actually looking at it. So I'm, I am paying attention. I love it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to doing these with, with a Zoom or, you know, by camera. So this is super fun. Anyhow, so your inner authority is sacral. That means that you are going to make your decision basically based on how your gut feels. And I'm sure you've heard that a million times in your life, right? Yeah. And I, I do do that. I'm, I'm, I do pay attention to what, how I feel about it. And if it doesn't feel right, I don't do it. Yeah. Oh, can I ask like, what's your process for that? Um, <laughs> or if you feel like you have a process with it, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's your homework then. <laughs> um, so no, I, I think that it just depends on how my body feels. And, mm -hmm. but more recently I have started to ask myself when things happen, is this in line with what I want to do and who I want to be? Right. And then Which is always yeah, but, and then I kind of go like, how does that make me feel? Does it feel like that is something that I want to do or? Gotcha. No, and, and that is always a great way to make decisions 100%. I'm going to do something really silly with you right now. Are you ready for it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you um, some questions. Okay. And you just give me the first response that comes to your mind, Okay. 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 Uh, do you like the shirt you were wearing? It's all right. Okay. Is it sunny outside? Yes. Did you brush your teeth this morning? Yes. <laughs> Did you read a book last night? No. Were you singing in the shower the last time you showered? <laughs> no. And do you like to listen to music? I love music. Okay. So um, in a couple of those questions, I could hear your, your guttural response. So this is another interesting fact about generators, which we normally see much more often as they're younger. So something to kind of pay attention to with your son. And I think I actually mentioned this to you um, a while back. But yes and no are very difficult for a generator child to learn because they're tip, they're feeling something in their belly, right? Uh -huh. And they're not sure what it is. So my, and this is funny too, because my youngest is also two. Gosh, I didn't realize how like connected we were there. Um, he's a generator. And asking him a yes or no question is like the, it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> So they struggle. So, but what I heard was like, when, when I asked something that was an absolute yes, you paused. Like when I asked if you liked listening to music, I love music. It wasn't automatic. You had to actually stop and think because you were so used to doing the yes and no's that you had to like kind of stop and catch yourself like, is it just a yes or is it more than that? Does that make sense? 
Yeah. And actually there was a couple of questions that I wanted to say something else besides yes or no. Mm -hmm. I thought that I had to say yes or no. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, that one's kind of tricky. I try not to um, give too much information, <laughs> but it's funny because sometimes when I do that with other generators, they will actually use their actual guttural response, which is, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll feel like, and, and that's because they haven't even maybe like crossed that barrier where they get to the yes and no. Like I said, it's difficult. I, I wonder if you asked your parents when you were younger, like, did I struggle saying yes and no, like answering yes, no questions? <laughs> I, I wonder what they would say. <laughs> I have to ask my mom about that. Yeah. See if she remembers. <laughs> they they might've blanked it from their memory. It, it can be not fun to deal with sometimes. <laughs> you know, now that you say that Tristano, almost every time I ask him something that, that is a yes or no, he, he does try to like explain it. And I'm like, that's not what I want. I just want a yes or a no. Are right. You <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Well, and, and I've noticed with mine, with, with my generator <laughs> is that, if I ask him a yes or no question, he'll change his mind multiple times. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> so yeah, um, it's just something like for you to think about when you're going through that decision-making process, like we talked about earlier, when you're responding to some sort of invitation is to really almost try to phrase it as yes, no's and see what your gut forces you to respond. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that is kind of in a nutshell what all that means. But now I'm going to go into your profile, your three, five, those numbers that you see there at the top, <clears throat> which by the way, I am also a three, five. So that's probably why we're so aligned. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I want you to see where it says design on the right-hand side of your chart in red. Yes. Do you see that number five, that 0.5 right there? Isn't it like 10.5? Yeah. So yeah. we're just taking the number five. Oh, when okay. you see the word design, um, know that that is your unconscious mind. And I'll go through that stuff the with you too. Is, the first one is unconscious mind? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this is your, uh, like, you know what? you don't realize that you're thinking about. Okay. And that is associated with the five that's up here on your profile. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's almost like an X. And then on the left-hand side where you see personality it has the point three, mm -hmm. that three make your X is the three that you see at the beginning of your profile. This is your conscious mind. Okay. So um, we'll dive in to that a little bit. The three and five is a pretty, um, it's kind of a complicated line because <clears throat> here's, here's what it is. Your third line is the martyr. That's the, its nickname. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the fifth line is the heretic, which makes us sound like really terrible people, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, these people are really fun to be around. <laughs> um, but here's the reason why. So Again, your third is your conscious mind. So this is a very inward, uh, like self, uh, piece. So you're, you're focusing on you. Okay. Um, 
And it's as you're going through life, you like to experiment things so that you can find what the exact truth is. Or I like to do that too. We like to do that. <laughs> um, so for instance, just to give kind of an, an example, what that could look like is, gosh, for me, I'll, I'll give a, a blatant example. I have experimented with relationships so that I can find the exact truth of what's at the core of a person. That I didn't necessarily do on purpose, <laughs> but as I'm looking at the pattern of my life, I actually can see that's what I was working to do was finding the exact truth about a certain type of person. Um, so I'll ask, and you don't have to share, especially if it's personal like mine was, <laughs> but can you think of something in your life where you have experimented to find an exact truth? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> With relationship, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like once I, I started putting those pieces together, I was like, wow, I really did do that. <laughs> I actually used to date a certain type of person. Mm -hmm. And when I met my, well, before I met my husband, I'm like, I want to try something different because this doesn't feel like it's working for me. Mm. And what I found is that me trying this, <laughs> it was actually a whole lot not working for me. <laughs> <laughs> I totally relate. <laughs> learned a lesson from it so <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and so now you have a piece of truth and right. that's the part of being the martyr like that's the hard part is that yeah for the most part what we're doing is we're putting us ourselves into these situations that might not be the best situation but we're gonna learn a really great lesson from it um so that that's a hard part of it well, because we in my life yeah and we also see failure pretty often because we're so experimental. And so that can be hard for like family members or friends. They, they might, we might feel judged by them or they might say, why don't you do this? And we're like, no, we got to do our own thing. <laughs> and we got to do it our way. <laughs> oh yes. Definitely have to do it my way. And then the other part of it too, is that we internalize it. So um, like, gosh, like even for me, the other day I learned a hard lesson, I internalized it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's your fault, Meg. <laughs> and I had to really kind of work myself through that. So if you ever find yourself doing that, like just take a deep breath and remember that this is all part of your process of what is going to lead you to success. <laughs> so it will be okay. That's the, but it is, that's a really hard line. Um, now here's the the beautiful part of it. So your fifth line, the heretic, which also sounds terrible, but <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, this is the part of you that needs to speak your truth. Ooh. And so people with a fifth line, um, a lot of times are maybe people like actors or public figures. Um, and they are, they are relating their truth to others so that they can help others learn. So it, it, the name heretic sounds bad, but there's absolutely nothing bad about the fifth line. <laughs> what, what can be bad about it is if people 
aren't ready to hear what you have to share. Okay. Does that make sense? So here's something, and this is really important for, gosh, everybody to learn, but especially for generators with three fives. Because you are so energetic and people are drawn to that, they're not, if you're going to like surprise them, this would not be with your clients, right? Uh, with your clients, you kind of have this relationship where they know you're going to spit fire at them if you need to. <laughs> yeah. But with, let's say like a friend or a family member, or even maybe like a consultation with someone, um, you're going to want to tell them the truth that you see and something that's really good is to actually ask their permission first because this fifth line can put us so much into overgear. I call it my mama bear line because I'll just go all out <laughs> and I'm pretty soft-spoken. So when I go all out, <laughs> people are very surprised by it, mm -hmm. but generators specifically, uh, tend to do it more often. So it's a good thing just kind of to keep in the back of your mind is when you feel like your, your mama bear coming out at somebody to be like, Hey, I have a thought that I really want to share it with you. It might be brutally honest. Can I share this with you? <laughs> That's funny. I just did this or I just did that to someone recently and I didn't mm. even think about it, but she, she appreciated it. She said, thank you for being honest she was um mm -hmm. it was somebody that was writing copy and she asked if her copy was basically up to like if it sounded like what she did and i was like um the gist of it does but you were holding <laughs> back you are so yeah. much grander than your words that you put into what you do you right. need to speak bigger because you are bigger you're more grand than this oh, and I she was that. like she was like thank you for calling me out. I do downplay myself a lot. So I really appreciate that, but it could have very well went the other way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it totally depends on what space a person is in their life. Right. I, I imagine you saying that to me and I'm like, Oh, I feel really good. But if I imagine myself, you know, five years ago, I'd be like, don't say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah. That's interesting. But, um, yeah, I, I love that that's really kind of a space that you're in. So you get to actually absorb it and mm -hmm. and use that. And, you know, there have been times where I felt like um, when, when I have suppressed myself, because there was a point in my life where I did mm -hmm. do that, mm -hmm. that I didn't feel comfortable being like that. Yeah, it can cause a lot of discomfort for sure. Um, and, and I can totally relate to that, even though I'm, I have some differences in my own chart. Yes. The three, five, like you, you feel like you need to share something. And if you suppress it, it can, it can lead to kind of like anxiety inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important if you do have to suppress it to try and get it out in a healthy way. So for me, I, I chose the route of exercise. I like love exercising. <laughs> um, 
and and that was one way that I was able to kind of get that energy out of my system if that makes sense but another thing that I use a lot is journaling so that I can just get those thoughts out somewhere and I would even say and people that listen often would probably say that uh that my podcast might be a little bit of a (laughs) a pour out as well (laughs) well that's good though to have that outlet Mm mm-hmm yeah okay um so I want to talk a little bit about the connections you have inside of your chart, which it went. So, um, you, so, you know, the red box, right? That's your sacral. That's the most important one (laughs) Mm -hmm. for you, but the other areas that you have colored in, those are defined. You always have them. Um, and they are, like very, very important factors in how you live your life. So underneath you have the gold one, the gold square. Yeah. That's colored in. That is your spleen. This is like how you choose what is right and what is wrong. So you have, and I'm sure you would tell me this is correct, but you have a very almost like black and white picture of what is right and what is okay and what is wrong and not okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? And and you and you use that in your own life to make to help you make decisions. Right. Okay. Um and then the yellow uh like kind of diamond-ish thing <laughs> uh-huh. is your heart. So, and I'll explain that too because you are a very very heart-centered person. And so these are places where you constantly have energy. Now, some of these other areas aren't quite as key in your chart and that's okay. But I want to at least tell you what the white spaces are as well. So, I mean, this is basically every organ in your body, if you will. Okay. Um, your throat isn't, so your throat is the square, the white square, right? Uh-huh. Because you are not connected to it. See the red lines and the black lines that are connecting different organs in your body? Yeah. Um, some, some generators will have like kind of a broken line to their throat. And some will have a way that it connects all the way around. Yeah, mine's like a half line. Yeah. And so you're not connected to your throat, which only means that you have to work a little bit harder to get your voice out. And that goes along with our three, five, right? Um, Like what we were just talking about. You have to work a little bit harder to get your voice to be heard. And that's totally okay. So don't like think that that's a bad thing. (laughs) It really is just an opportunity for you to learn. So the fact that it's white means that you're open to taking energy in that way as well, which really kind of means that you're also open to dialoguing with people. Okay. Which, which is a good, a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then your, so your mental space, your, um, your liver, all of these things, they're open. This is how you absorb information in the world. So all those white spaces, that's how you absorb energies from other people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Kind of. 
and we could delve into that a little bit more. Um, but I just want you to kind of understand what the white spaces and the colored in spaces mean, and then the connections. So what so is the, the other gold triangle? The other the gold left, triangle. On the left side, the gold triangle. Oh, that one is, oh, why am I losing my words here? Is uh, not your spleen. Because there's a lot of connections with that one. Yes. To my, to my um, sacral, to my, I guess that's the spleen and the one, the, the heart. There's a lot of connections coming from that side. There's so that, that yes, that's, that's your, <laughs> yeah. So that's your, that's your emotional solar plexus. And that is what I actually is actually kind of a great segue. Cause I wanted to talk about your incarnation cross. Okay. So that's your emotional solar. So you, yeah. When I said you're a heart centered person, <laughs> um, and that's a lot because of the connections that you have. Now, it's interesting, though, that your sacral is not all the way tied to um, to your solar plexus. Yeah, but that's also because as a generator, you really have to have one or the other. It's either emotional solar plexus or it is um, your sacral. And so since your sacral is your main one, they can't have a full connection. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, but you are tied to that with your spleen and then it does even go to your heart as well. So this is, this is another way that you make decisions, but it's your second best way to make decisions. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you feel like you are starting to make emotions or decisions based off of what's right and wrong, um, how, how are you emotionally feeling about it? How does your heart feel? Those, those types of answers for you might not lead you to the outcome that you are searching for. Ooh, that's good. Does that make sense? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Because when I feel like I have to do something because I have to do it because it's right and wrong, those are usually the ones that end up messing me up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, definitely important to pay attention to. Um, so yeah, so when I say pay attention to how your gut is feeling, that's all I mean. <laughs> Just your gut. <laughs> Trust your gut. And not, I wouldn't say that to everybody. Okay. Um, cause not everybody. So you hear that a lot, right? Like that's a very common phrase. Trust your gut, listen to your gut. Um, that's not a good way for everyone to operate. Okay. But for you, it is the best way to operate. Now, you will make decisions off of your, I call it ESP, emotional solar plexus. Um, you will. That happens. It's not the worst thing in the world. But it's most likely not going to get you the outcome that you are desiring, <laughs> if that makes sense. So definitely keep that in mind for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So I want, oh yeah. Your vessel of love. This is so fun. So you have a conscious sun. So those numbers that you see there also 
are connected to your personality and design, those red and black numbers. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm still, I'm still showing you and pointing to it, but I know you can't see me. <laughs> yeah. The personality and the design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when love, what's that? What is the vessel of love? Okay. So the vessel of love. So when we're looking at incarnation crosses, this is almost like your path of life. So, um, it's not, it's not your destination, you know, but this is how you're getting there. Okay. So just kind of to give you a little bit of a visual and it means that you have the love of self, the love for others, love of the body and love of life itself. Um, which is amazing, right? Like actually not everybody has that. So that's something that you internally have, but you have to learn lessons. This, this is your path. You are learning how to do all of those things as your life goes on. Um, now, if you like maybe, you know, experienced some challenges as a child, you might've had this like flow of love. You just, for you, you almost have like an overfilled cup of love to pour out to the world or even to pour in to yourself. Do you, do you sometimes feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. And I can totally see that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So if you, as a child experienced any like challenges that could have been completely shut off. So you may even think of a time in your life where you didn't feel that way at all. So yeah. it's a great, it, gosh, it's a great cross to have. Um, but it can also hurt the most when unexpected challenges come up. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like in a nutshell what that means. But you're also going to notice, like if you start to do more research on this yourself, you're going to notice that the like these instances where love might feel like it's coming and going, they're going to happen four times in the year because it's based on your sun, the sun sign. And, um, and you can see that sun symbol there. Do you see that actually? Is that the second one down? Yeah. So you have, no, sorry. So you have a 25, right? Okay. And that's your son, that 25.3 and then the 10. So you have the line of 25 oh, okay, yeah. 10 for your son. Um, and it's going to show up for you like four times a year. Now that doesn't mean that like your love comes and goes that many times, but something in particular is going to set it off four times each year. And it could mean like, oh, again, like my cup is overflowing. I feel so good and I'm going to pour this out to everyone or I'm going to just pour so much love into myself. Um, so it can be a good thing. It can be something that's a challenge where it shuts it off um, or challenges you to shut it off. So it kind of as... I don't know if you pay attention to like your astrology charts at all. Um, a little bit. I, ha I haven't 
gotten too deep in it, but a little bit. Yeah. Well, it would, it would just be like something to kind of watch for. And I don't mean it in a way to like be scared. Right. We never want to be fearful. Right. Right. But I, I mean it more so in the way um, that as you remember, this is your pathway. When we recognize patterns, especially with you being an experimenter, <laughs> you can learn a lot from it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I just realized I skipped something. We'll come back to it. Um, so you have the conscious sun, the 25, that number. And this is like built out of your human drive, our human drive to survive. So it reminds you that you're connected to something larger than yourself. You have a very connected personality um, and you just realize that the world is so much bigger than you. Yeah. Um, now on that note, it can also make you kind of focus inward and feel like you have a limited perception of yourself. Um, so it can be a very like transcendental path to grow through. So, you know, you, you appreciate and experience the world and believe that we're all connected, but at the same time, that can, that can cause you to diminish yourself. And I would say just on a wild guess from knowing you <laughs> that maybe that's kind of how you felt previously, like, um, years ago, right? Would you, would you think that at all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, so this is the pathway that gets you there. <laughs> so okay. you, you kind of have to go through that in order to get to where you are now, which is so much better. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it can leave you like very susceptible to heartbreak. You're very, you're a very sensitive person, which also is such a great reason why you are a great coach because you can be sensitive to not, not just your own needs, but other people's needs and feelings as well. So you're really here to show people what true love looks and feels like, which is, I mean, to me that that's really cool, right? Like how many times have you in your life felt truly loved and cared for by somebody? It's not that many times, right? Right. right. <laughs> um, so that's something that you're able to give to, to others. Um, and then the conscious sun 15 is the other uh, set of parentheses numbers over there. That's the other one that you have. And this is the humanitarian side of you. Um, you believe that you have a very unique place in this world and your energy naturally flows like with the rhythm of life. And with that, you're able to give and help other people huh, grow. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even realize that I wrote that down that way. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, what was really cool for me as I was going through your chart was like, wow, just from just from knowing you for like, gosh, have we even known each other an entire year yet? Um, I can't really remember when we met. 
at, at least six months, but probably a little bit longer than that. Yeah. And just like the conversations that we've had, it was cool to, it was cool to sit down and look at your chart because I could, I could picture you in these different places as I was going through. Um, and like, just the world is your oyster. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're now in this space where you have so much to give. And the more that we give into the world, the more we get back. And so I, I'm just super excited to see all of the, all of the places that life takes you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, because we have some time, I'm going to go question. through what's that. So the sacral. <clears throat> so because that's like my inner authority, do I need to like make sh like, I don't know. I, I don't want to sound too crazy, but maybe this isn't too crazy. I don't know. But okay. like, is that something that I mean to make sure that's not blocked? Like I need to like make extra efforts to make sure that it's not blocked and that it stays open. Um, so your sacral is not open. Um, How do you know that? Because <laughs> it's colored in. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's not open to absorbing energy or um, like information from other people. Okay. Okay. Um, it is not, it's not blocked, but I think another piece of what you're asking might be almost in like the gut health realm. Are you kind of asking well, about I was that thinking a little like bit? Meditation, Reiki, kind of. That's what mm -hmm. I'm going with it. I mean, I recommend that for like everybody. Okay. <laughs> but yes, for a generator, uh, it is really important, again, because you have so much energy to give and you hype people up. Or if you're in a bad mood, then the rest, everybody else can be in a bad mood too. <laughs> You got a lot of responsibility on your shoulders there. <laughs> um, it's, I, I always tell generators that it is uber important for you to have alone time, which is usually what generators find one of the hardest things to do is to have alone time. Like the, I typically alone time. Go oh, good. Great. I, I, I love it. Like I, I, I definitely feel like I need it. Good. Yeah. It's, it's so well, and you've been in this space too. So that, that probably helps when well, I, even before, what, even before I got into this space, uh -huh. I always enjoyed my alone time. Like I like going out and being around people and traveling and just being like in the middle of everything. But I also definitely know that I need my, my space. To yes. yes. Good. I, you know what, here's a, here's a good question. For Tristano, uh, do you notice that he seeks alone time or that he um, tr like tries to stay away from that? Um, I've noticed that he's comfortable with alone time. Okay. Like sometimes, sometimes he tries, like he wants to be around people. Like sometimes he'll ask me to come play with him if his sister's not playing with him. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of times where I'll see him in the playroom by himself just doing something and he's in there playing quietly and he's, he's just as happy as can be. Okay. Okay. I was just curious. Um, just that that's really good. 
because that I'm, I'm guessing that that's probably something he's gotten from you. Uh, I'll be very honest. A lot of generators that I talk to, if they are not already in a space where they are working on themselves as a human being and giving themselves self-care, all of that, um, then they don't really have alone time. And I'm like, that's just a, a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you really need to focus on that. So that's really good. What I'm thinking is that he's actually learning that partially from you. That could be true because I do like have my, my time where I am by myself that they do see that. Oh, I love that. That's so, 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 so important. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. Did that help to answer your question? Actually? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forgot that there was a question in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I realized that I did forget to talk about was your not self. So your not self where it says frustration. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same for every generator. So just so you know, it's not like specific to you really. Um, but that means when you're feeling frustrated, that really you're out of alignment and you can be out of alignment and feel a million different ways. Right. But the one that's a real trigger for you and will show up when you are like severely out of alignment is frustration. Um, it might be that you're hitting a roadblock with your business. Like you've grown to this size and now you can't seem to get past this number. Uh, or, you know, so, so not necessarily sense? like frustration, like in a day, but right. Cause we, it's okay. We all get frustrated with our kids sometimes. No, well, sometimes, <laughs> like, if I have like something that I want to get done and I don't get it done. I get frustrated with myself. Mm. Okay. Um, so when I, when we have like those almost daily frustrations, like, would, would you say that that could be like a daily or weekly thing because sometimes it does. Yeah. Some, something comes up and, um, you don't get, you know, the, the assignment done for your course or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I like to talk people through is when, so when this frustration pops up, is it aimed? Do you feel for you, I think it's mostly at yourself, right? Um, or do you yeah, find that sometimes it can get aimed it, at other people? It is aimed at myself, but it comes out towards everyone around me. Okay. Yeah. Well, with frustration typically does. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is aimed at yourself though. Um, and so when it's, when you know for a fact that it's internal, then you have to start thinking about the invitations that you've received and said yes or no to. So you have to actually think back. So let's, let's say, you know, you didn't get your assignment done or, you know, okay. uh, your, your, your course chapter, whatever you got, there was something you had a goal and you didn't get it done. Now you, now you're feeling frustrated. And when the kids decide not to listen, now you snap at them. Whereas normally you don't snap. Right. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> I 
you know, I'm giving you an example that I've used, like that is me. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Um, okay. So that frustration now it's coming off on other people. Now it's, now it's kind of a bigger deal. So you want to think back to like an hour ago, what invitations happened in your life that caused, that might've caused you not to get this goal done? Did you have an invitation to go outside and play with your kids? Did you have an invitation to, um, to talk on the phone with your mom? Whatever it was, did you have some sort of invitation or was it a roadblock? Because a roadblock for you can also be an invitation. Literally everything in your life is an invitation. Okay. <laughs> so you have to kind of think back and figure out where did I get off track? Okay. It's kind of, you know, a, a reverse, um, reverse engineer situation. Yeah. Um, because like for me, when I, when I get off track, it's really easy. I don't have a lot of invitations coming my way. <laughs> I know exactly what I did. I probably took a rest for too long and now I didn't, now I didn't get my project done. <laughs> right. For you, you have to reverse engineer it and think through everything and then you're going to start realizing a pattern. Okay. At two o'clock every afternoon, uh, I have this invitation to either watch a TV show with my daughter or, um, or we both have quiet time and I get some work done. And every time that I choose to get work done, something happens later on in the day because my daughter wants to spend time with me. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I don't get my goal done. So maybe what it is, is that I'm not actually supposed to be taking that quiet time for myself. Maybe at that time of the day, I'm supposed to be spending it with my daughter. Like, and that's just an example, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but it is this like set of reverse engineering, especially if it's something that's showing up often, if it's just something that shows up, like once every few months, frustration can happen. It's part of our human emotions. But when it's something that's consistent or it's like lasting for more than an hour, it's lasting, you know, it's going into the evening, you wake up frustrated, all of that, then you know that there's some sort of pattern that's going on. Okay. Sometimes I will work with people and we'll go years back. And then they find what it is that they, that they accepted an invitation to that was incorrect for them. I apologize. I'm sorry. You're okay. I get it. My son just woke up from his nap. Oh no. Okay. Well, so here's what I can do. Cause you definitely need to go take care of that. Um, I have all of your lines, your personality and your design uh -huh. typed out for you. Okay. And so I will send that to you and you'll see exactly what I normally send to everybody else. Um, but yeah, this was so fun. I am yeah, so glad so that much. we got to delve into that. I know, right? I learned so much. And feel free to send me any questions always. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for hopping on, Amy. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye.
All right, you guys. So thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you were able to learn either a little something about yourself or a loved one. Um, I absolutely love reading people's charts for them and helping their life make sense. Uh, So if you ever need your chart read for you, I love having people as guests and reading their charts for them. And we can go as in-depth or as low-key as you would like. But make sure to send me a message or uh, a like on Instagram so that I know you are interested. Okay, again, I hope you guys learned something new and I am so grateful that you spent your time with myself and Amy. I will link her Instagram page in the show notes in case you are curious about having a growth mindset coach yourself. Have a beautiful day. want to thank you guys for spending some time with me today. If you are interested in learning more about being a projector, you can follow me on Instagram at Mrs. Playful Mama. You can email me. It's Meg at Mrs. Playful And you can even send me a voice message on the link listed in the show notes. So I cannot wait to hear from you guys and Thank you again for being here.